Welcome to Fathers of the Faith for Covenant Kids, where we look back on the church fathers who raised the ramparts which defend our faith to present day. This episode, we are learning about Lady Jane Grey. You might be familiar with her as being the shortest British monarch in history, and also from being a martyr of the Protestant Reformation. Let's take a closer look. My name is Grant, and joined with me is my beautiful wife, Erica. Hello, everyone. And my eldest child, Lila. Hello. My middlest sapling, Edward. Hey, y'all. And our youngest little sapling, Nora. So, guys, how are you doing today? Good. Doing pretty good. Thumbs up on that one. <laughs> what is our special treat that we're having tonight? Soda. Soda. Canada Dry. So- Canada Dry. Ginger Hill. This is our, our tip of the hat to the rebels up there in the great white north, <laughs> drinking some Canada Dry ginger ale. <laughs> so, the kids got a little treat while we're doing some recording today. Yeah, we usually do have a treat of some kind. It's a little motivation for them to, to dig well, in. Well, they don't get paid, so. Yeah, yeah that's true. Just, There's no honorarium for them in their Scripture services. says that a worker should receive their wages, so. <laughs> they get paid in ginger ale. <laughs> yes, Nora. It just makes us calm down. It just makes you calm down? Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. It really does make us calm down, because when we get a treat and when we're eating it, it makes us not talk. You mean drinking? <laughs> so strategic. Now drink depends on which kind of treat. Tonight, we thought, let's take a break from learning about the fathers of our faith and learn about one of the mothers. Yep. We know that many of the fathers of the faith, the men, are always talked about and are the main subjects of church history books. Mm -hmm. But there are some very influential women in church history that we thought would be very helpful to learn about as well. That's right. In our house, one of the favorite stories of our daughters is the story of Lady Jane Grey. Right, girls? Yep. What do you guys what do you guys know about Lady Jane Grey? That she was an amazing woman and she only lived 17 years. Yep, she You're was, right. She got yeah. martyred for her faith. Yep. Lila, what was so amazing about her? That she would pray all the time and she yep. would read her Bible almost every day. She was a great student of the mm-hmm. Word. So when was she born? Uh, I think 15. So Lady Jane Grey was born in 1537 in yep. October. So 20 years after the Reformation started, or at least after... Martin Luther nailed his 95 theses at Wittenberg. Mm -hmm. Just a few years prior to that, Tyndale had published his Bible in the English language. So the scriptures were being circulated throughout all of Europe, and people were finally able to read the Bible in their own language. And this was huge because a lot of people had never read the Bible for themselves. And it was actually against the law in the Catholic Church. And the church had made a rule that... You couldn't put the Bible into any other language but Latin. The The Roman Catholic Church made this rule. Mm-hmm. And so Martin Luther, where was he from? Germany. Yeah, Germany. So he translated the Bible into German. But if you lived in England, that didn't help you because you spoke English, right? Uh-huh. When Tyndale got the Bible into English, Lady Jane Grey started studying it. She was so happy to finally have the Bible in her own language. And just like what you were saying, Lila, she was a student of the word and studied the Bible, and she was convicted of the doctrines of the Reformation. Eddie, what is one of the main ideas that 
the Protestant Reformation really founded themselves on. Sola Scriptura. Sola And sola fide, you're right. So what does that mean? Faith alone. Faith alone. Scripture alone and faith alone. And Lady Jane Grey loved scripture. She loved theology. And she was convinced that scripture alone held authority over her and that it was by faith alone that we could have salvation, right? Mm -hmm. She had lots of scripture stored up in her heart and she had lots of faith. Mm -hmm. So how did she become royalty? Well, her uncle was Henry VIII king of England. He was a notorious king, which means that he made a lot of really poor decisions. He had multiple wives, and when he would get tired of one of his wives, he would get rid of her and get a new one. One of the things that was convenient for Henry VIII was to adopt this idea of the Protestant Reformation, of Reformed theology. He didn't really believe it in his heart, but it was convenient for him to believe it because it helped him get away with some of his sinful inclinations to not have the church tell him what to do. Because the church traditionally would have some kind of authority over the king. So if he would adopt Reformed theology, then the church could no longer tell him what to do, and he could pretty much do what he wanted. In Edward VI, was a very sickly son. He didn't live to be very old, but took the throne after Henry VIII died for a few years. And uh, Edward had a couple sisters. The sister who wanted control of the throne after Edward had died was, yeah, was Mary Tudor. And she is known as Bloody Mary. And Bloody Mary was known for being a Catholic. The reason why they called her Bloody Mary was because she put to death Protestants. And she killed a lot of Protestants. What is the difference between a Catholic and a Protestant or a Reformer? Do you know the difference? You have to do, yes, you had to believe, but you also had to do a lot of good works. Right. That it wasn't by faith alone. It was also by doing enough good things to earn your way to heaven, right? And it had to be the specific things that the church told you to do. Not just what you came up with by yourself. It was what the church told you you needed to do. And that's what would get you into heaven. Mm -hmm. So the reformers said, no, we don't believe that doing enough good things can get you into heaven. That it's by faith alone. That you have to have faith in Jesus alone. Mary was a Catholic and Edward was a Protestant. So before he died, he switched around in a sneaky way his father's will so that after Edward died, instead of Mary the Catholic taking the throne, Lady Jane Grey would become queen. That was his cousin. Lady Jane Grey was his cousin. So Henry VIII was Lady Jane Grey's uncle. And that's because he wanted England to stay Protestant. He knew that his sister Mary would turn the nation Catholic again. Mm Mm-hmm. And so that's why he wanted Lady Jane Grey to become queen. King Edward VI died. With with much hesitation, Lady Jane Grey, through much prayer, took the throne. Was Mary excited that Lady Jane Grey was now queen instead of her? No, No, she she was mad. She's very angry. What did she do? Do you remember? She gathered up a bunch of supporters Mm -hmm. and, and brought her to court. Once she was taken to court, the court found her guilty of high treason. Do you know what treason is? 
It's like trying to overthrow your country's government. Yep. So they found her guilty of high treason, and they sentenced her to be beheaded. How many days did her reign last, Lila? Nine. Nine Nine days. She was queen. That's all. That's all. So while she was being held up, Mary sent a chaplain to try to convince Lady Grey to renounce her Protestant beliefs. Mm -hmm. The chaplain's name was Feckenham. Yep. This was how strong her theology was and how strong her faith was. They debated for hours and hours and hours. And she was trying to convince this chaplain of the Reformed faith and trying to get him onto her side. And she knew her stuff. This chaplain was not going to win her over. She didn't recant. She held on to her doctrinal beliefs. And this moved Feckenham so deeply He was so impressed by her strong faith and her ability to understand very complex theological topics. And because he was so impressed by her and and moved by her faithfulness and her beliefs, he actually accompanied her to the chopping block. Instead of being mean to all the people who wanted to kill her and try and change her mind, what did she do? She showed kindness. She showed kindness. And she also shared the truth of God's word, didn't she? Yep. What do you think Mary thought as she watched Lady Jane Grey get beheaded? Oh, good. This is finally over. Now the reformers will just go away and I can be Catholic. She yeah. did. There is more reformers. The the Protestant Reformation just kept going. Here we are today with the same beliefs as Lady Jane Grey. Mm-hmm. Yep. Only a hundred years later would the Confession of Faith that we hold to, the Westminster Confession of Faith, be written right there in England, in Protestant England. Mm-hmm. So Queen Mary's efforts after killing Lady Jane Grey and then martyring so many reformers came to naught. Her efforts failed. Why do you think it is so important to learn of Lady Jane Grey's story, Lila? Because she was a very smart girl and she never let go of her faith and she loved the gospel and she, I think she was a very awesome woman. Why do you like Lady Jane Grey, Eddie? Because she was so faithful that her, that she let her reign only last for nine days and she even let herself go to the chopping block. She didn't give in to all the pressure to change her mind and become Catholic, right? Mm-hmm. You know, all of her supporters during her reign, you know, the ones that encouraged her to take the throne, all of them left her. She had no supporters left there at the end once they realized that their life was on the line. But Lady Jane Grey didn't give up. Even when it meant losing her life, she stuck to her convictions of the reform doctrines of sola fide, and Sola Scriptura. Pretty awesome and motivating, huh? And she was only 17 years old. How impressive is that? Wow. She was just a young girl, too, and she knew theology so well, and she knew scripture so well that she was able to argue with a chaplain only at 17 years old, and to be a girl and to be that educated Mm -hmm. was quite impressive. Mm -hmm. So, Lila, why don't you end us with your favorite Lady Jane Grey quote? This is what she said to the chaplain Feckenham. I look to be saved by no other means, but only by the mercy of God. We hope that you are also encouraged by the story of Lady Jane Grey and by her words, and we hope that you tune in next time for another episode of Fathers of the Faith for Covenant Kids.